Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here. And we've hit 100 subscribers. I'm going to go straight into it. 100 subscribers. The Cheers podcast that, is mate. going well. Cheers. So we thought we'd have some beers. We thought there's no way better to celebrate 100 subscribers and a few beers after a long Cheers day Cheers to work. everybody. Thank you for all your support. And we're going to keep on putting out that content. There's so many ATP events on this yeah. week. So. More about the podcast itself. I feel like now, finally, we're getting somewhere with it. Like We've got, yeah. a, bit of a, we've got a better structure. I'm happy with the progress. There's people interacting with us. Yeah. Granted, there's a few people who don't <laughs> like my opinions. That's fine. We've all got a different opinion. Well, I don't like your opinion. No, he, doesn't, he doesn't particularly <laughs> like them, but he didn't voice it enough last episode. But we just appreciate all your support, honestly. It's been yeah. amazing. Whether, um, whether you like the, what we're saying or if you dislike what we're saying, uh, thanks so much for watching agree. the episodes and thanks so much for just engaging yeah. and giving us your views because it's always great to see a, well there's fans of everybody out there there's it's fans nice to hear of, other people's views I'm yeah. sick of it, just this one <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of just this one so I love hearing other people's views and not just that we're all united by one thing we all like tennis yeah, that's it we love it yeah we love it we breathe it everything we're just teaching eat sleep you're, you're tennis <laughs> repeat <laughs> I'm starting today Goat chat. Oh, was that English? <laughs> Interested to find out because we've had so oh, much. Goat chat. Yeah, because oh, we've yeah. had so much uh, controversy over the past few days after our last podcast. After some of the comments uh, you were saying about Novak Djokovic, no. yeah, there seems to be a quite a strong fan base out there for Novak, which yeah, well, uh, disagrees so. with your views uh, and probably they can see him. He's going to be the one probably to overtake. Like Rafa and Federer, but that's why we're here to discuss it. That's an opinion, though, isn't it? Like it is. I want to just clarify my views on the issue. I don't. I have all. I have a lot of respect for Djokovic, and I. I, I, I no. I, I just honestly, seriously now, and I hold him in very high regards. Obviously, because I'm not stupid. The guy's incredible. 
He's he a is. champion, mate. He's he is he is one of the best players in the world, if not the best. Oh, he is number one. Just just become number one. Yeah, but but yeah, no, no. I'm, so I first don't want player to win a Grand I, Slam I in clarify, three decades. I want to clarify that. I also want to clarify the fact that people uh, think I'm claiming that only Djokovic has all this um, unsportsmanlike behaviour, like this gamesmanship, as, as it's called. Um, I would like to clarify the fact that there's loads of other players who do that, including Nadal, including Federer. There is, it's off, it's throughout the whole game. It's part of the sport. I think and you're never going to lose that in football. You see people I think driving the, all the time. It's it's just part of the game. But I think one thing that has caused the uproar is the fact that we've only been going for <laughs> seven episodes, so we've only covered the Australian Open, and it just so happened that. Djokovic made the final and then he was doing something controversial in the final. Yeah. So that's made the headlines. If Rafa's, well, he smacked a ball girl in the face with a tennis ball. Yeah, yeah. That was bad, but he said sorry. And that, just that, that even, gets even, him on side a bit more, that, I think. Yeah, but even with uh, Rafa, yeah, but come on, that's an accidental thing. I don't think you can really include that in no, this No, in this no, no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Yeah, I'm that's joking. more... Uh, but he's, he, he said stuff to the umpire and so did Federer yeah. in the same tournament Mate, everyone, most tennis players have to be fair yeah, but Djokovic it's, he made the final he already has the persona where he has almost like he's trying to he has to do ten times better than Federer and Nadal to get yeah. the respect that they get that's the problem with with his career really but Something interesting that I heard on actually another great uh, tennis podcast, which is the Coffee yeah, yeah, uh, Coffee Break Tennis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was pointing out that now Djokovic has probably become the most mentally strong tennis player there is. Would you he, say he was before? He said that, no, because he said that there's three there's three people that people want to win at Grand Slams. They want Federer to win, Nadal to win. And everyone who's playing Djokovic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a common thing. So I think credit where credit's due to, uh, yeah, coffee break tennis, some, some great uh, stats. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of true, but I don't want to come on here right now and become across as someone who's like, oh, he's going to go back on his opinion now, because I still stand with what I said. I just don't feel like it come across maybe in the right way. What I want to emphasise is the fact that in that final, the game we was reviewing, yeah. I felt personally... And I know a lot of other people shared the same view as me, that it was teams to lose rather than Djokovic's to win. So do you think that... There was a stage in that match, there was a stage in that match where team was completely dominating and because of the pressure of the situation was unable to continue at that level. Yeah. Which is, at the end of the day, I know what you're going to say, that's all part of the game. Djokovic makes him a better player if he's able to deal with the mental aspect of it. But I don't think it was just the mental aspect. It was very much like... um, he allowed, he gave room for Djokovic to come back into that game. He was way on top. Yeah, but was, that because, of Djok- was that because of Djokovic's tactics or was it because he just Good wasn't point. prepared? Was it because Djokovic took a medical timeout or was it because team- I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. It, may, did, it might have taken a little impact, but I don't think that was the main thing. Because if you look back at the match before against Rafael, Rafael Nadal, team still, he won it. But he could have won it more convincingly than he did. He went to he won it on three tie breaks. I think he would have. I think he would have won it more convincingly if he just can play this game how he how he can do it without bottling moments. He double faulted in, in crucial moments. The only reason he really won that match, I hate to say, it, it was it was very even affair, 50-50, It could have gone either yeah. way. 
However, he got very lucky. Well, lucky. I don't know. It's hard to say in tennis because if you, are you really breaks. lucky if you it just about hit the net and it goes over? It's tie breaks, isn't it? Uh, you could say it's a good shot. It just hit it just a little high enough. But it was very fine margins. That's the point I want to sort of emphasise. So on that basis, I feel like if he was able to produce at the level we did in the first three sets, even the set he lost against Djokovic, I feel like he would have then won and he would have been in a different situation well, I'd like right to now. backtrack on like my comment from the last time when we were speaking about him not ha- him having the extra day's rest and actually team he was playing against Nadal and in a very hard fought match whereas Djokovic just played an injured Federer and cruised through in an easy three set Djokovic was playing in about 50% against the game and Federer. well when, like you said when you get to that time he probably had uh, some fatigue he probably had the adrenaline fatigue yeah. he, and then if you got Djokovic just throws a little spanner in the works with a with a medical time when you're playing your best tennis and you've got to try and like recoup your mm. thoughts exactly yeah it's enough to well and his backhand wasn't firing so yeah you're right the backhand the line wasn't firing exactly right and sometimes little things like that can really throw you off and he's not experienced enough in Grand Slam finals yet I don't think no. to, to not allow that to affect him I agree yeah yeah so well Djokovic definitely in the running for the GOAT title and he well I, as I've already said on Many other podcasts, uh, I think that he'll probably take Wimbledon and the US Open and the Australian Open mm. this year. Just on that point you made before, I just want to sort of um, reiterate what you said in terms of like, when you say tired, I'm not, I, don't, I don't mean like physically tired. That is an impact. But I don't think that's, no, their immensely. margins like that is not really going to change. It's the mental aspect. Them four sets against Nadal, three of which were on tie breaks, like I've said, that was mentally draining for him. So to then come back out and then play again the next day, without much rest to really recover, sort of get a sort of a game plan back in his head, it's challenging. Do you not think However, he started off brilliantly, it didn't seem to affect him. However, he did falter as it went on. So what's that to do with mentally being tired, or was it the fact that he's unable to rise to the big occasions? Well, probably he's unable to rise to the big occasions yet. I think. You say yet though, but he's not He's close. If you look at the great if you look at the the great players in the game all of them were, were able to rise at the big, big occasions like when I they were young. I said last the time... The team's not exactly old, but by now, by the level he's at now, where the way he's been... He's been competing for ages at the top level. At what level is it where he's never going to... It's just one of them could have been. Do you bins. think he's going to be In another Murrayan or a Stan Wawrinka? Because like, he has a similar game to like a No, them two, them two is different. They've actually been there. They've won stuff. But, yeah, but like you say, no, I know what you're saying. It's, you could be, you could be, have a good point. Team could be like someone like that. Well, someone three on the or outskirts. Four slams. Three, maybe, yeah, not even maybe. Well, it depends, it th- depends when they retire. I think the big you're, three. No, I think you're giving him a bit of a hard ride there. I think he definitely has some slams in him. He's just had two brutal finals, which he's only just lost a- in. Ability-wise, yeah. he has more than a few slams in him. Yeah. He could be the guy who's able to do it because his ability is one of the best in tennis right now. I would couple him with the likes of Tsitsipas, Medvedev, Zverev. He's in that same... He's obviously... He's, he's probably the, I'll put him at the top of that pile as the next best. Yeah. However, is he able to do it mentally is the question. He could be playing against worse, worse opposition than Djokovic. He gets away with that because it's Djokovic. Djokovic is, the, is like you say, I don't, I don't have this hatred towards Djokovic. He is the best player in the world in that, in that, in that discussion. 100%. So it's no... It's not a te- the worst thing in the world for him to be losing against Djokovic. I'm not saying that. 
But is he able to do it because of the occasion? If he played someone worse off and it was in the final, is he able to do it? Because, or would he crumble under the pressure? Say if he got to a final well, of a slam against Zverev, who would have the mental edge? Well, I think teams prove he keeps he keeps losing these crucial moments. Yeah, but I am a massive team. You're fan. playing against people in the two mentally strongest tennis players on the tour in Rafa and Djokovic. Yeah, it's true. Like, Djokovic has all he's faced is criticism from the media, from the fans, all of yeah. his career. It is hard, and, and he he's had to come through that. And if anything. If things go bad for him and no one's on his side, he can come out and win. Whereas I don't know if the other top players have that in their locker. If things, things start going bad, everyone is already cheering for him. There's, yeah. They've always got people cheering for him. No, I, I, like, I people cheer saying. for team. I think he's going to be another one, like, like your Rafa or like your Roger. He's a big fan favourite. I mean, he's a, like, he's a very likeable character. Mm. And he's got the game to back it up. It's just, does he have that? Extra, edge. Ah, it's got a good personality as well. Yeah, I think yeah. that people like that. People like the he's, person, he's not good. just a tennis player. No, he's a good character, but yeah, I, I do want to make sure that um, nice haircut, <laughs> great, great haircut. He's inspired this one. I, uh, after 100 if my hair was a bit darker, mate, I might even do like highlights. Little blonde, I'm too blonde. After 100 is. subs, I can afford to get my haircut now. <laughs> <laughs> so you might see a, a, a nice, clean uh, shave on I the next. that beard sort of trimmed down. Oh, mate, I might get it trimmed down. You never know. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Might need to hide from the, uh, for hide from the trolls. Might get the head trimmers out. <laughs> <laughs> need more than a razor for that beard. But, uh, yeah, but even though we're talking about this, though, we still... Yeah, again, we've had a whole conversation there, and not once have we said the word Federer. <laughs> Why? We said Federer was injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we said he was injured, but we've not said once about his greatness, which he is the GOAT still. He's the most Grand Slams of all time. Yeah, 20 Grand Slams. He's, the, what, if anything, the person who created this era of tennis, yeah, really. I agree. I've, I he's the first one that everyone was like, wow, someone can win that many Grand Slams in an era. Yeah. I just want to clarify, though, that I do respect all three of them. I have a lot of respect for all three and what they've achieved in the sport and the level they've brought the sport to. Oh, yeah. Because the, I don't feel like even all the players below, I don't think they'd be at the level they are without the team them top came three. Out. Keep, pushing, put, keep pushing them forward. He said that in his press comments, didn't he? He said that he was sort of honoured to be in this era with the three greatest players of all time. Yeah, I agree. So there's not more you can say. How often is this going to come around again? No. When you have... Probably won't, mate. 20 Grand Slams, 19 Grand that's Slams. Why we, that's so. why we've got to enjoy it as I know, much as well, we can. Yeah. We need to be all positive. Like, Rafa fans need to reunite with Djokovic fans. Federer fans need to uh, reunite. That's, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Every, no, everyone needs Djokovic to unite. It's not like a, everyone has different opinions. There's always people you're going to like more than the other one. But at the end of the day, you've got to accept that everyone, they're all very top players. They're all equally great. However, other pe- everyone was going to have a different opinion on who you think is the personal Always. greatest. Yeah, but that's like what makes it interesting. It's like me saying, ah, oh, I love Man United and you going, yeah, oh, yeah. Barcelona. Yeah, and yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, I think that's Real Madrid. That's sport, though. That's sport. The only reason, I'm a maths man. I'm, I'm an accountant. So for me, I look at the maths. And statistic-wise, if you look at the statistics, I would put Nadal as the greatest player. Why? Based off the fact that he's won, he's got the highest win percentage. But would you... It's it's, um, 
There's not much in it. Oh, it's not fine margins, mate. They're all equally great, but that's just me personally. And not just that, a lot of it is my heart, to be honest. Do you think that... Because I, I, li I love watching him play. I like his game. Do you think there'll ever be a player that wins... Because they always seem to have a preferred surface. Is there ever going to be one player that takes over all of the surfaces? I don't think so. Because The reason the I say that is because each surface requires a different skill set, what makes you the best. And I feel like if you've got that skill set, it's very difficult then to Rafa's have. Rafa's close. He's won yeah. Wimbledon, what, how many times? Couple Rafa's of times? not so good on the grass. No, he's not so good. But when, he when he broke through and he had them, them wins in Wimbledon against... Well, they were well, like, probably the, epic final Probably the best finals you've ever time, seen. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I was even rooting for Federer in those finals. I, well, I just he was the GOAT. Yeah, let's, let's focus on Federer anyway. So yeah. he's come out recently in an interview and said that he's still able at his age to be winning Grand Slams. And this year he feels confident that he's going to be able to do it. What do you that's think? That's just been reinforced by Pat Cash, was it? Yeah. What do you think? Um, do you think that's realistic? Um, yeah, I don't see why not, mate. Like He's got the game, obviously. He's been around. He's experienced. And sometimes, like we've seen, it's not necessarily always the best player who wins. It's who can handle the situation. Not just that. It's also coupled by a bit of luck, who you've got in the draw. Yeah, and who gets knocked out before you meet them. Exactly. So I think he's fine as long as he doesn't meet Maybe Rafa or Djokovic, yeah, before the final. You say that, but last year he beat, he beat Rafa Nadal in the um, semi-finals of Wimbledon. Yeah, but I'm just not convinced by his... Uh, well, yeah, Wimbledon, yeah, fair enough. But in the, on the hard court, for some reason, I'm, after this tournament, I'm not convinced. But to be honest, we're kind of moving away now from the <clears throat> hard court. We are. We're going into clay court season. We're going... No, not... Yeah, clay court, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going into the clay court His swing. worst one. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he sort of disappears from the picture a little bit when it comes to the French Open, which is sad. However, when he says that, though, that he's actually able to win a Grand Slam, what do you honestly think? Because I'm going to put it out there he now on record. He definitely has I think the ability. Definitely. There's no doubt. He got to... What? He got to the semi-final again. There's yeah. no doubt that he has the ability. Yeah, of course. But he was injured. People are stupid. You get, if, you, if you're going to write Federer off, you're stupid. You didn't get to sit. And you saw, injured, he still was 4-1 up in the first set against Djokovic, even with a bad back and whatever other ailment. You probably don't even get to hear. He hasn't ever chosen to retire from a match in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. This is a guy who doesn't tell you if he's injured, even if he is injured. Even yeah. after the match, he's not even going to make an excuse. He's a model. That, that's why I think a lot of people feel that he is the model professional. Ma yeah, maybe he does have the slight outburst here and there, but who he does recently had a few outbursts, I've seen. It's just the age, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you get a bit more moany when you get older, mate. <laughs> I've seen that first time. I tried to move you from your desk, and you that's wouldn't it. move. <laughs> that's it. Oh, gosh. But no, yeah, so I'm going to put it out there. I think he, he's definitely able to win it. And that's a little thing. Obviously, we're going to get closer to that, but... Maybe I think for like he might be my tip for Wimbledon this year. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna put it out there. I just. No, I'm still. We'll see how it goes. I'm obviously, <laughs> I'm still. Uh, I think Djokovic is just fired up this year. I think last year yeah, wasn't his very wasn't his to be, it wasn't his best year. I think he tail end of last year. I think was probably the best thing that happened to Djokovic was he lost a Titi Pass. He lost to a, he lost about two or three games which is unfamiliar mm. in the space of two months or something mm. to people he would normally be and I think that was put him in good stead for the Australian he's just probably thought I'm going to prove everybody I'm the best so and he did yeah 
So let's see what happens when it comes to clay court, though, because we know that's not his ideal surface. He's Djokovic, good. Djokovic is um, talking about the most all-rounded player. I would put Djokovic as the most all-rounded player. Yeah, on all surfaces, yeah. But he is, if you want to look at, say... So that's why people can have arguments to say he's the greatest of all time because he's probably the best. If you want to like, do an average on all the different surfaces, but most there's the no one who can really compete on him on clay, hard and, and grass. It's, yeah, it's hard to look at Rafa and then... Because well, he wins so many clay court. How many French Opens has he got? Yeah, 11, it's is it? Crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy. But that's what I mean. Like, but a lot of people can say the argument that they don't think Rafa's the greatest purely because he's just most of his Grand Slams are from the, are the French. So he's just very good at one tournament. And that's, that's they don't why have much versatility. He's going to turn into the Williams sisters and start I just don't, not I don't playing look at it the like ATP that, I think it's tricky. To, at the end of the day, you've still got to go on a court. It's all the same size courts with the same lines and the same rules. And you've got to beat another player. So for me, to, it doesn't matter. If you're very good at one, one surface... Doesn't make you any less of a player if you're not good in all of them, but that's just my opinion on it. Who do you think's got the best? Well, I think I already know the answer to this question. I don't even bother answering it. Arts, asking it. So <laughs> <Yeah. right then. laughs> uh, I was going to say, who do you think's got the best uh, chance of like beating him at the French? The team train. Yeah. <laughs> roll on the team train. Next station. French. Roll on Garros. Roll on Garros. The team train stopping there next. <laughs> Be prepared. No. Is he going to go one better this year? Where is it? It's in Paris, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in Paris, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. We're going to have to do a trip there one is day. Is that the other name for the Eurostar, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the team train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too expensive on that. Yeah. Maybe the team train's I think a bit I'll, cheaper. I'll, I'll, mate, I'll pay so much on train tickets. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll just, it's cheaper to fly, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking, uh, speaking about age a little bit, I just wanted to just touch on uh, somebody, well, when we were speaking about Federer, maybe getting a little bit uh, long in the tooth for the tour. Maybe this guy, still playing on the tour, 46 years old. Uh, Paez. Ah, oh, Paez, name. yeah. He's yeah. a well-renowned doubles player. Leon under Paez, 46 years old. When doubles was... player from India. He is. And, and born in 1973, man. Wow. Been on the tour. That's near for... where you were, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How was that year? What was it like? <laughs> uh, he's <laughs> Bring back memories, I think. He's, uh, yeah, been on the tour for 26 years, I think they said. Wow, incredible. And he's hanging up, what, hang, hang hanging up the racket up, this year? Hanging up the racket this year. And this is going to be his last, uh, yeah, last year on tour. Nice. He's currently playing in the doubles at the moment. I think you're very well, well aware of that. Uh, after one of your bets, uh, yeah. he, he put to sleep. I know, I had Sitak to win and yeah. I forget the other, he's, who he's playing with now. Oh, mate, you didn't know that it was his last year on tour. He's coming out firing. No, it was incredible. He's playing well still, so it's good for him. 46, he's nice young. It's to see older people playing. It gives, <laughs> gives Federer some hope, for sure. <laughs> he's going to go into doubles with Pies, I think. <laughs> but no, he's retiring this year. He's had a great career, it seems. Yeah, I don't fantastic. think he's really reached the heights, let's be honest. We don't want to flatter the guy too much. He's not exactly <laughs> well, done anything spectacular. Well, his singles form is... He's had a great career, mate. At the last end of the day... Sing- his last singles match was in 2005. <laughs> How did he do? Did he win? <laughs> nah, lost. What's uh, the score? Lost in Taipees in straight sets. Yeah. I think his singles wasn't for him. But at the end of the day, we can't... We put a lot of respect on what he's done. He's had a great career. For sure. And um, he's probably had a better career than we've had, mate. We've just been doing accounting. Here's to your career. Yeah, to pays. To pays. 
Oh, I didn't even dream. <laughs> Move away from him. <laughs> Move away from Pace. Come on. Let's right. talk about the ATP tournaments. Up the right. ATP tournaments. Suddenly, the Grand Slam's over. There's three ATP tour tournaments on at the same time. You don't even know which one to watch. We got Argentina. We got India. Cordoba. Poon. We got France. Montpellier. Correct. So and we got Poon, Cordoba. Montpellier. Montpellier. And I would like to say a little shout out to one of the, persons, uh, the people in the comment, one of our fans, yeah. Maddie Singh. Thank you for your comment. And just because the Australian Open's over... We're still here. We're not giving up. We've still got plenty of content. Yeah. And we've got them three tournaments with Ben's just discussed. Uh, where do Never you want to begin stopped. with it? It's been, it's been quite good. I've been watching more of the Cordoba, the, the clay court one. That's probably because I, I enjoy the clay more. Why that one more? I've just enjoyed it. I've been watching a bit. Of, I've not really been watching it because um, they don't have the streams up. But I've been seeing the some court. highlights online. Well, and one, like big Vidasco, one big result. One big Wow. I don't yeah. want to go straight to yeah, that, but Velasco went yeah, nuts. Say it, say it. Yeah, Velasco has got... He lost, went out. Who did he lose for a to? a bit of a temper. He uh, lost to, uh, to Berna, was it? Yeah. To Berna. Yeah. He's a good, uh, well, big challenger player yeah. who was on the radar a lot last year, winning a lot of challenges. Carlos Taberna, a really good player on the clay. Yeah, he's, uh, he can compete. He can compete. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for him. He's just obviously beating Vadasco. Vadasco is fuming on the Vidasco's court. Vadasco is 49th in the world, I believe. Yeah, and so well, he's... I think it's an incredible achievement for Taberna. I don't. I, I always like to back him, but for Dasko, I thought it was one step too far. But yeah. well done to him. No, it was, it was a really good game. And um, another one who we spoke about on previous episodes is Moutet. Moutet. He's back on the clay. Yeah, Moutet. And he's firing as well. I didn't even realise he was that good on the clay. No, he's good. He beat um, Pella in the French Open last year, 3-1. Wow. wow. I remember Pella. it because it, it was a bit of a shock result and it sort of... It really sort of projected Moutet onto the scene. Like he'd become more on my radar after watching him do that because I thought on clay, Pella, Grand Slam, I didn't see him coming close to him. So to see him beat him three one, it was quite convincing. I remember yeah. in the next round, I think he took the other guy. To, I think he lost in five sets. But he's um he's a very good player. We spoke about him before. Young player. In fact, probably clay's one of his best surfaces. So wow, I didn't look out that. for him soon. He's I knew be a really he was good playing player. so well on hard court that I. Didn't even realise. Very versatile and only young as well. French guy, about 21, I believe, or something like that. Well, I wanted to bring up uh, another one of your favourites that just had a stormer. Wow. Like, played against Sonego in the first round. Here's to you, Attila Balazs. Attila Balazs. Attila Balazs. Great. And then in the ATP again this year. He had a hard fight through a lot of challenges last year. The guy from Hungary... We've spoken about him a few times already on the uh, previous pods. Uh, well, he's arguably de- our favourite player. Yeah, could definitely. You say that? Yeah, like, he's he's, he's been a guy like he's. A lot of you may not know who he is, but we are big we're hung- very um, Hungarian fan. I don't know how to how to fanboy. You're a bit of a fanboy, I think. Is the uh, we're like for Justin Bieber believers. We are something with Attila. Balashes. We're Balashes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We are big Balazs. <laughs> the the, the Balazs. We love him. He's, he's a great Mate, player. What a player. We love the fact that when you watch his games, there's always a good atmosphere. He it, always brings like those, a crowd. Those fan base, they, they follow him everywhere. Wherever he is in the world, you see like a group of people always cheering him on. And obviously he has the game to go with it. And he's, he's wow. incredible. He's beat some really top players last year. He's well, if you look trying at to his... break into the top 100. Is he in the top 100 yet? I think it's like 108. 108, mate. 108, yeah. Look at his recent form, though. Like, he just... Uh, well, if I just pull it up here. He just won 
six games on the bounce before he was injured against uh, Robin Haas. Uh, unfortunately, he had to back out due to injury, but then comes into the ATP event. Wow. Yeah. And wins and again. Just, yeah, well, he's obviously back to full fitness. Underdog as well, because he played. He didn't play. The guy who played was very good. Oh, yeah, Sonego. Sonego, Lorenzo Sonego. No Sinego, mug, is he? Really good player. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big hope in Italy. He's a good player. I think he played against. Um, I think he came against Djokovic, you know, in uh, in Roland Garros last year, and Djokovic beat him. But it was maybe Sonego took a set off him, I believe. Sonego is very good. And Sonego is a really good player. Hard's his surface. We well, got to remember he's 52 in the world, so he's not. Uh, well, he's no mug. I'll keep saying it. So <laughs> <laughs> for somebody who's outside the top 100 to take that scalp, I'm very impressed by Attila, and especially. And he did it quite comfortably as well. Two 0 Maybe we'll get Attila on the podcast at some point. Hopefully we can get him on before he gets. We did say we want to go to a challenger where Attila is, just so we can just. I think we're going to Hungarian tickets to Budapest are already (laughs) booked, mate. Yeah, a few other uh, people. So why are we talking about the tournament though? Should we just give our picks? Who do you think is going to win? Yeah. So who's your pick for the Cordoba? As much as I would love to say Attila, I'm going to be more realistic because I've had enough. You keep being right. I've had enough. You you keep being right. You got Sophia Kenyon. I don't know how you managed to pull that one out. You have. So yeah, I'm going to be a bit more strategic with this pick and I'm going to go with Diego Schwartzman. There's a surprise. One of his uh, favourite players on yeah, tour. He's number one seed and uh, it's a very safe uh, It's a assumption. safe bet, but I just think he's... Um, the game I saw from him in 2019 was incredible. Like The, the way he played, he yeah. was very good. Uh, well, well, he's... Back, he's up to he's been 15, great. He's up to fifteen in the world now. Yeah, so. no, he's been he's been great for some time, but he had a brilliant twenty nineteen. He's just great until he comes up against someone like Djokovic, and then it's just yeah, a, it's a shame he can't compete with the top ones. But I don't want to say what, he's got a brilliant career, mate. He's, for, he's a small guy, but he's able to. I was going to say well. for a small guy, he, he doesn't come up short too often. No. <laughs> <laughs> Another handshake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my uh, my yeah, selection. He, the problem is with him, he's not really reached the heights as of yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, one day. But yeah. uh, my selection, I'm going to stick on the bandwagon. I want a tiller to come on to oh, smash him out the wall. He's my pick. 108 in the world. Who's he got next? You know, uh, Christian <laughs> Garin. I'll tell you, Garin. Not Can't work clay, out which it? one's going to turn up. Not on the clay, he's not. He went in 20 games, I think he won 17 of them. <laughs> now, Garen's a top player. And I he is a top gonna, player. I don't think, I think that could be a bit too far for him, but it depends how Garen's not played on clay yet. So it'll be interesting exactly. to see how he gets into it until he's already had that be game in the back. interesting to see. He's played, uh, his last clay match was in July last year, and he lost 2 0 to Rublev. He lost then, before that, 2 0 to Chardy. Then he lost 3 0 in the. Tr- match before that so he hasn't won a set in his last three clay court matches yeah if you scroll down there you'll see his form well, he beat Riley Opelka on clay so that's no <laughs> yeah the, the serve the, ser- sort of, uh, the servers yeah it gets neutralised a on little clay. bit on the clay it doesn't really bounce and then before that he lost on clay to Taro Daniel so and back then Taro wasn't really a big name no it'd be a great match I hope I'd love to see Attila win of course you would Attila so. Schwartzman <laughs> final and then Schwartzman to win in the, fi- in the final set perfect Job done. Well, yeah. So, yeah, we've given those as our selections for Call that tournament. Let's have a look at, uh, quickly move on to Poon. Ooh, the Poon. The Poon. <laughs> we love a bit of Poon, don't we, on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Tennis in Poon. Okay. Right. right, so 
Give us a, well, should we have a little quick rundown of just what's happened in Poon? Yeah, sure, have a little look. What's happened in Poon? Uh, some of the biggest, well, upsets. There's not, it's not the biggest uh, draw, really. I don't think yeah, the big players, players have, the big it? players haven't really entered yet into the draw. I think a lot of them are in France, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of them are in France and in A lot the, of them come back to Europe. I feel like if you're any good, yeah, you stay in. You got if you're in, um, you'd go to Argentina if you're any good, or if you're any good, you go to Montpellier. Well, we've got like Poon's like the Poon's like a second tier ATP. I'm man. actually quite surprised. Uh, Benoit Pairs there. Pairs go on, Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> we love a bit of Benoit Pair on there. Yeah, are you shocked the Bears, <laughs> Benoit Pairs in the Poon? <laughs> Benoit Pair. He was saying he loved the Poon in Australia, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Benoit Pair. He's uh, the top seed. He's up against Marcora in the next round. Good player. Yeah, there's uh, a player up against an uh, Indian player. It's Gunashwaran, who's quite a good Indian uh, hopeful. Yeah, really he's up player. against uh, the the Monsoon, Quonsoon. Quonsoon. Yeah, Quonsoon. He's an incredible player, really. He's just really come to life on hard court in the past, mm. well, six months to a year. Yeah, yeah. And he's really come on the radar. He even did all right at Wimbledon. Like, we yeah, know. Had a, had a, he took a, almost, took, I think he took one set of Karen Kachanov. Did indeed, yeah. And he had a few different break, break point opportunities against him in the match, but I think Karen's class sort of come through. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't but able to do it. He took him to a tie break in the fourth, I think, as well. Yeah. So he took a, took yeah, a set no, he's a good player, yeah. But what about um, other results? Like, what what's happened? Who's, what, been, who's what been winning? Who's throwing already? Well, I, I wanted to give my selection before I tell you the results, before it look, makes me look biased. Uh, some, uh, one player I've been following since the Australian Open. Be honest, though. Would you have picked him before the results? Yeah, but what? Okay. I've, you've seen from... I've been telling you okay, in, fair enough. in my picks so far. So before anything, I, you'd have gone for this guy? I would have gone for Ivashka. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. he, like ha- him, he only lost 3-2 to Kevin Anderson in... Uh, and yeah, it was a super breaker. It was one of the ten. It was in the fifth set, and it was um, the tie break to ten, and it was just very close. Yeah. There wasn't much in it. Kevin and Anderson with his big serve sort of allowed him, and he's probably a bit more experienced as well on like the Grand Slam yeah. stage. Well, definitely, definitely and helped. It was, it was very close. There wasn't much at all, uh, in it at all. And Avashkar and Hard is is a really good player. And look, in this tournament so far, he's come through. Uh, let's have a look. Donskoy, not a bad player. Yeah. And Russian, a little stat, uh, he actually has met Donskoy three times before and lost every meeting. Ooh. And this time he met him, he beat him two sets to oh, one. So that's that. how much he's come on. So that oh, cool. Australian Open's boosted his confidence. And next round, two sets to love against Travaglia, who's a top... Stefano. Yeah, 85th. Stefano the Traveller. 85th. <laughs> The traveller. <laughs> <laughs> He's 85th in the world. And, yeah, well, very, very good player. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You never know. So, yeah, now he been travelling. I've lost him. <laughs> you have. Yeah, but yeah. you haven't lost him because... He's still here. Well... Oh no, he's out. He's now. lost. Yeah, he, he's lost. <laughs> he's, lost to he's, he's in India somewhere. So Avaska's your pick. Yeah, he's up against Vesely next. I'm gonna go with one of our favourites again, the Quonsoon. Oh, I love the Quonsoon. And I think he has the game to be able to do it. Whether he's able to is another question, but however he's my tip to win the poon. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Montpellier. But for me, Montpellier, my tip to win that is well, just talk about some results first. Okay. <laughs> because I just want to get, I want to get into the mood a bit before I say my result, like who I think is going to win. Well, I think we're probably going to cover a couple of L's of the week within this tournament, unfortunately. 
Um, well, who's the top seed? Is it Goffin? Uh, the top seed is, let me just bring up the draw for you. Goffin must be up, so I know he's playing. Monfils. Oh, Monfils. So yeah. Goffin's second, right? Goffin is, yeah, second. Yeah, them two obviously are top players. But for but me, I think I know who it is. Goffin is up against Bublik. We've got Felix up against Herbert. Wow, it's a big, it's a really good matchup. We've They're both two young, promising young players. Pospisil, Vasek, Pospisil up against Denis Shapovalov. Wow, the Canadians. This is a good tournament. We've got Mikhail Weimer against Krajinovic. Yeah. Another great wow, clash. brilliant. We've got Barrer against Grigor Dimitrov. Ooh. And then we've got the Roos. The wow. Roos. The Roos is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he's up against uh, the, Gombos. The, he's mate. the most famous man in Finland. Yeah. Aside from Phuket. Who? Phuket. Oh, I thought you said Putin. Do you know who Putin is? Do you know who Putin is? Do you know who Putin is? Do Norwich. He's a striker. Oh, mate. No, Pukki's Sorry, famous, mate. mate but too Roos... fo- I'm too focused on tennis, mate, uh, to bother with Norwich. They don't know about Pukki as well. But anyway. Rusevori is incredible. And then we've got Monfils versus Manarima. Ra- Manarino. Manarino. Right. Yeah, so who do you reckon your pick is for that? Um... I think if Goffin hits form and he plays at the level he was at a lot of last year, I feel like he is the one to beat. Okay. Monfils has the edge in terms of the fact that it's in France. However, saying all of that, I'm going to go with Gregor Dimitrov. Ooh, the Bulgarian. And not because of his um, fashion sense. Ah, well, he was wearing pyjamas in the last match. It wasn't pyjamas, it was a tracksuit, <laughs> I liked it, it was a nice tracksuit. As long as, uh, <laughs> trying to as, long as Sharapova <laughs> isn't there uh, <laughs> in the sidelines, he won't have to worry so much about what he's wearing. Now, for me, I'll go for Dimitrov. I think he's had a, a few spectacular results <laughs> last year on hard. Did yeah. he beat, who did he beat? He beat Federer, did he? Yeah, well, point? he beat Federer in five sets, wasn't it? Yeah, in the US. Won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's he's had a good talk. he's had a good few um, few matches he, of late. I don't think he had the best Australian Open. No, he didn't. But he's got the ability, and I'd love to see him like, start firing. And I feel like this is a tournament for him. is a perfect opportunity to start twenty twenty with a bang. Yeah, and for me, he's going to be my tip to win. So I think my uh, pick is going to be Denis Shapovalov. Oh, he can get past. Vasek Pospisil, very tough opponent. Two Canadians. Just bring that form back from last year. Like We saw the best of Shapovalov last year. This Australian Open was not you. So let's just bring back the real Shapovalov. Yeah, he, had a, he had a hard draw, I feel. His first match was good, against a good opponent, right? Who did he lose to? Uh, Martin Fuchs. Martin. <laughs> yeah, Mar- that's what I'm saying. Martin's a good player. Yeah, like, but come on. We're he should tout- be, he should we're be touted, winning that, yeah. We're touted... Shapovalov above mine. Funny enough, he's had a, he had a brilliant year last year. He's 16 in the world. Have you seen he's got his new, a, a new trainer from last year? A new coach? New trainers? What's, no, not, I meant coach. He's got a new <laughs> coach. Know, coach yeah. Seen that? No, I haven't seen it. So he had a new coach last year, and since then he's really progressed his game. Good. Um, in an interview, he's not. He's, he doesn't want... It's very weird, actually. He's not trying to make the. He's trying to make it like the coach is not taking all the effort. He wants like all the praise. Yeah. He's saying that a lot of it is down to his hard work and effort he's done on the court, and a lot of the time it's down to him. However, clearly this coach has installed some <clears throat> something positive in him because he keeps trying to. He's come out and said that um, Chapovalov is someone who wants to always learn. He's someone very hungry, 
and he loves to try new different shots, not just all the same sort of stuff. And his backhand, you know, yeah, backhand. A, oh, he's a brilliant player. I think that, and it's, I think it's a good pick for you to make because I feel like he's got he's got the ability to do it. He's got so much ability, and that's why it was so frustrating just to see him not go out feebly, but. Martin, I didn't expect... He's normally like a percentage tennis player yeah, yeah, yeah. who, if you've got a power player Agreed. or someone who pushes you around the court, he can't keep up with them. Agreed, yeah. And yeah. But he was able to do it. Martin, yeah, had a great, he had a great 2020, mate. He had a very good 2020. And I think he just did super... Well, he took a set off Federer as yeah. well. So, well, let's forget about the last three sets of that. No, but yeah. he's still the opening match well the opening sets rather of that match it's really was promising to see from him yeah he was very good so that's your pick so just to clarify who you got from Shapovalov and I've got Dimitrov come on get your form back <laughs> <laughs> if there's another player you have a young player he's not he's had a very similar sort of vein of form as him go on Yannick Sinner the Italian ah. all the hope in the world he played the next gen tournament last the year ginger was Italian. incredible <laughs> the ginger Italian <laughs> The false goals from Italy. <laughs> but no, he was, he's been in, in a crazy, ridiculous form. He's a break, I think he won an award for the breakthrough player of the Didn't year. Didn't he win the uh, young... He won it, yeah. The young ATP. Exactly, with the Gen- likes of new generation. Alex Demonor, one of the most hopeful players in the world right now. Yep, top 20. Yeah, and then you've got, there was a few others. Kesmanovic was in it. Yamur, or Weimar, I'm not sure how to say it. <laughs> we'll find out at some point. Sinner, he's just had a bad year. I think he's played four or five games this year and he's only won one. He turned into a sinner. He lost to Rusevori, a great player on hard. He lost to a few others. I think he lost to Weimar, was it? Well, just starting just starting this tournament and he's gone out in the first match against Weimar. Oh, yeah, and well, it's not a ridiculous... It's not a terrible thing. It's not the worst at, thing in the world. Uh, but Weimar, in his last match, he did lose in five sets to Karen Kachanov. Yeah, and he's a top player. so <laughs> Very good player. Weimar's a really good player, so it's not really bad. He's been playing top players, but I just feel like uh, Sinner should have shown a bit more in them, in some, in them sort of games. And I think well, this leads favorite. us nice. Yeah, it leads us nicely on to who, has that, who is our L of the week. Oh, I on, think then. it's a bit much to give it to Sinner. Because at the end of the day, he's been playing top opposition. He's been losing against really like top players. All right. So for me, the end of the week, I'm going to give to Popperin. First round of Montpellier, he played against Manorino. Manorino's a top player, but he's not been playing much. The form before was not very good. And yet, he lost the match 6-0. He then <laughs> won the second set, 7-6, took it to a tiebreak wow. and just about snatched it. You think, oh, he might come back now. Maybe it's a bit of a slow start. <laughs> They're not sure what happened to him. Australian Open was a bit disappointing Third for him. Being his home thing. Third set, lost six 0 again. <laughs> I think uh, it was still hungry. It wasn't filled from the first bagel. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted another bagel. He got two bagels. That's for sure. So for me, Alexi Popperin, you are the end of the week for me. For personally. me, uh, wow. There's a couple of entries. I don't know which one to pick between. We're taking it off City Pass, but well, at least him from that burden. He's been carrying that There's cross one guy, I don't know if this guy really deserves it. I feel like he's been in such bad form over the past six months anyway. I feel like I'm kicking him while he's down. <laughs> I don't really want to... Uh, Thomas Fabiano. Uh, yeah, again, yeah. what's he up to? Like, 6-3, Since Wimbledon, he's struggled. He's not six, been winning many games. 6-3, against Sagita, yeah. who is... Sagita's a good player, but... He's very good, but he's outside the top 100. yeah. And, Fabiano's uh, really falling, mate. I feel like he's going to fall out of the top 100. So in, in that case, I think we're going to agree that Alexi Poprin is definitely the end of the week. Yeah, Yeah. well done. Alexi, end of the week. Nick.
need two. to improve, mate, because City Double. Pass has lost that title. But yeah. to lose 6 0, 6 0, when you've got the ability to win 7 6 in a set, I don't care what the excuse is, it's just not good enough. Double bagel. How's that a bagel, mate? It looks like you were Harry Potter or something. <laughs> We'll wrap it up there. I think we've covered everything. I think we have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again for all of the subscribers, all of the followers, everybody on Twitter, everybody sharing it, our, our stuff, everybody commenting on our stuff. Just keep doing it. Yeah, we're really enjoying what it's we're doing. It's only going to grow. We're really enjoying it. We really appreciate all your support. Just keep trying to share it and just promoting us and just liking it and just commenting and just tell us your opinion. Even if you don't like it, I don't mind. Just share it. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell him tell he's an idiot. Yeah, tell us. It's fine. Just um, If you don't agree, that's when we definitely want to hear from you. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's been a great one. We'll be back. I'm going on holiday now, so we'll be back uh, after my holiday. Where are you going? Just going to Italy for a bit. Uh, see some clay court. <laughs> <laughs> Just catch up with Berrettini, see how he's doing. You know. I think he's in London, Sinner. mate, at the moment. I saw him on uh, Instagram the other day at some, oh, uh, not surprised. some Italian restaurant owner oh, really? was there arm in arm with him on Insta. He was? Berrettini. With who? I don't know, some restaurant oh, in North okay. London. Nice. No, South London, sorry. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Thanks for listening again. It's Thanks been for brilliant. Watching. I've enjoyed it. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. We'll Here's to the, the next hundred. Peace. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.